Hello, this is the Everything F1 podcast. You're about to witness all the latest breaking news from the F1 paddock. Stay tuned. So hello and welcome to the Everything F1 podcast, where we're going to talk to you today about all the latest breaking news from around the paddock any of the latest releases of the car libraries, and just a general chit-chat about all the things going on around the F1 world. Today I've got Danny with me, Coops and Sponge. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. How are we all doing today? So, Danny, we'll go to you first. How's your week been? All good. Yeah, still on furlough, still at home, full-time parenting, stressed to death, decorating, all good. <laughs> all good fun. It, it ends on Monday, doesn't it? You're going to have... A, a child-free day. Well, no, because at least one yeah, child. One child. One yeah, child he's free. easy. He's yeah, he's the easy one. He sits on the Xbox. The, <laughs> the other one's the nightmare. He wants to stand on the tables and <laughs> climb off windows and throw herself into the oven. <laughs> She's a one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I I get rid of two of mine, and then uh, I've still got the one and a half year old one yeah, as well. It's good fun. So yeah, I I feel your pain, brother. <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> Uh, Coops, how have, you, how have you been this week? What have you been up to? Work, work and more work. And you've had your hair cut? Yeah, yeah. So I decided to go down the lockdown route, got clippers, cut the hair. But you didn't get rid of that glorious beard. That's the main thing. I kept the weird. Turned it a wee bit. Sponge, what have you been up to this week? Not a lot. I had my vaccine today and just, just working and the vac water at work. So it's been all excitement. And you're polishing something under the table. What is that you're <laughs> polishing? This is, I am designing my own sim racing steering wheel. So that's my gear wow. shifter, and that's my steering wheel. So you're polishing your gear shifter while we're having a <laughs> podcast. Okay. Indeed, yeah. Sorry to everybody that can't see that. Obviously, I would really, I was gonna really, say it. Yeah, great, really great want listening. to see this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I've just been doing all, more of the same. I've got some. Uh, I've got a trainee at work, so I'm just teaching them how to uh, do the job. Uh, so that's all, all good and fun and games. Uh, and I've got a new gadget, which I'm quite proud of, chuffed about. He's waving yeah, his Samsung. fist at us, everybody. Just, just to, Samsung Galaxy yeah, Watch just to... 3. So I'll get all the notifications from the chaps uh, on my watch now, so I can see what's going on at all times, even though I can't respond all the time. So that's good fun. I like, like my gadgets. I'm a bit of a gadget, gadget geek. Okay, well, let's move on to some news that's come from the Formula One world. Uh, first of all, we want to say a massive, massive, massive congratulations to Billy Munger, uh, and I know someone who's been looking at looking into that a bit more, uh, Danny, will have a bit more of the inf information about what Billy Munger has been up to. So what can you tell us, Danny? Well, he did. Uh, um, for anybody who doesn't know, Billy Munger, I think most people do, uh, former F4, F4 driver, um, had an accident in uh, 2017 at Donington Park and lost mm -hmm. both his legs. Um, only a young lad as well. You've never seen anybody smile as much as that boy does. Honestly, um, no, he's happy there's a there's a if you're interested, there's a documentary on BBC um, iPlayer. There was um, about that, and honestly, he, the nurses said he, he was never not smiling, even going through all that. So he's a great lad. Um, so for comic relief, he did a uh, 140 miles of walking, biking, and kayaking. Uh, wow. So yeah, which is pretty impressive. Impressive for a guy with, with without his legs. Exactly, unbelievable. Yeah, so. It's impressive for anyone fully fit, let alone somebody with with uh, minus two legs. Yeah, so. yeah. It's uh, obviously the bike was made especially for what he needed, and I, th I think that's mm -hmm. the unbelievable bit, isn't it? The biking. I imagine yeah. trying to do that. Yeah, unbelievable. Obviously, he was he was showing showing pictures up half you know all the way through, uh, and obviously he did look grueling. You know, he looked kind of go like he was going through a lot of pain, but he he persevered uh, and he completed the challenge. You know, and more power to him he did absolutely fantastically and he raised hopefully well we will find out on red nose day how much he's raised but i imagine he's raised a, a pretty penny for for doing what he did so congratulations billy monger thank you very much for, for doing that and it's uh and amazing to see you doing so well and it's always very very good to see your, your happy smiley face on tv uh doing these amazing things coops any news articles that you want to go into and talk about well uh one of the things is alpine who launched one of the one of the nicest deliveries of recent memory? Uh, also uh -huh. announced that there will be no team principal or single mm. team principal. It were used. Okay. There's nobody going to be in the total wolf role. It's a dual-headed role, so there'll be two people 
One of the, uh, so uh, everybody knows back in January, the surprise exit of Cyril Abitable, who left completely the Renault. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought he would move up the, the chain, but he left the Renault group altogether. He was then replaced by uh, Lauren Rossi. Uh, and they've brought in the racing. So Davide Brevo, or Brevio, uh, who has come over from Suzuki from MotoGP, uh, is going to be the racing director. On the same level as him is going to be a, a gentleman called Marcin Borowski, who will be the executive director. Uh, so, and both of them will answer to this Lauren Rossi. So, I don't know who has overall C. It seems a bit murky. So, who's going to be at the races? Do we know who's which which members going to be at the races? From what we gather, Davide Brevio will be the kind of day to day man at the track. Uh-huh. So he's the man who's there. From what I've, from what I've gathered, reading and listening to stuff, he, his speciality is dealing with people of multiple cultures okay. and different attitudes and of course when you've got Ocon and Alonso in the same team you're going to need somebody that's able to deal with that and this other guy Borowski or whoever he is I've never heard of the guy before so I don't know really much about him he's dealing with the development of the chassis and the powertrain and he will coordinate okay. the development of the car well Davide will be the racing director so I'd imagine he'll be working more on the this Brevo guy will be the guy that you'll see at the on the pit wall and deal with the day to day running on the track and at the weekend. Yeah. The other person deals with more stuff at the factory. I think. I can remember. Um, remember last year when everybody thought Toto was leaving, um, and he said that this would be the way forward. There wouldn't be a team principal, and yeah. he said that actually this would be the way forward, and there'd be no no need for a team, team principal as such. Would- didn't they do that at Mercedes anyway? Um, when they first had they had non-executive chairman Nicky Lauda and Toto Wolff, there was never actually a specific team principal from memory uh, when they first started. I think um, what will end up happening is Brevio will be seen as the kind of de facto team principal, although he might not have mm-hmm. the title. He'll probably, to us laymans, will be the kind of team principal. He'll probably be the guy that will do the talk and the press conferences. He'll be the guy that's there when they're, you know, on the Thursday before the Grand Prix. So okay, well that's the that's the team. Um, obviously, we'll find out when when the season progresses how that actually plays out. But let's talk about that beautiful livery. Uh, it's it's a gorgeous car. Um, what are your thoughts on it, Sponge? You've seen the car? Had a look at it? Yeah, it's very tidy. I've got to be honest, it's not one of my favourites. Oh really? Okay. Me in the minority again, you know what I'm like. I always like to. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not it's not my favourite, but it's tidy. It's not you know it's not an abomination. So it's very French, isn't yeah. it? Very French. And, and the pearlescent is it a pearlescent blue paint or is it just the way it was acting underneath the? Lights? I don't know. I think it's going to be it's going to be one of them where we have to wait for it to come out in the daylight and in standard yeah, daylight. see what it's like then. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's smart. Let's go with smart. Mm-hmm. It's better than the black and yellow that they yes, have previously. Absolutely, previous years. yeah. It's mint. Coops, what do you think about it? Well, I like it. It's very much the blue is very much of the Prost uh, Formula One car. I think it's the same. I think it's a French royal blue or something they create. Mm. And it does look that colour because I saw a quick video of the shakedown with Silverstone. Although on the renders is very similar to the actual colour of the car. Ah, so it is going to be like a two tony pearlescent. Very fluorescent, metallic type blue. Uh, but yeah, it's it's nice. I do like it. It was different. It, people seem to like it better than the interim livery that they came out with. Yeah, uh, when it was just the black, uh, which I thought was quite nice. Yeah. Oops, I'm all for you having an opinion, mate. But I've got to say, this is a family show, and coming out with swear words like "prost" on a podcast—it's just it's, that's not right, man. It's not right. <laughs> Did they not? Was that Ligier that won the race? Was that Ligier at Monaco? It was, wasn't it? The blue. Uh, uh, yes, it was. Yeah, Panis. Yeah, it was Panis, yeah. So, I mean, but the car was nice. And it, I mean, I, I listened to the podcast that he was on and he was he would have been okay and done a decent job. He lost the money. I think Peugeot pulled out. And once yeah. he lost Peugeot and stuff, he lost all his money. He, he had no work backing. But... That's what happens in Formula One. Huh? So, Danny, what were your opinions on the uh, the livery of the Alpine car? I like it. Yeah, that's uh, mint. 
Colgate toothpaste. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> but no, I'll, I do like it. Yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah, it's, it's going to look it's going to look nice running around, and and it's different. It's not like I yeah I was worried about we're going to be having loads of white cars with extra detail this year because um, everyone seems to just be splashing white as the main color, and then I mean just little streaks of of color. I'm just pleased that you know we've got a few cars that actually haven't done that this year, so that I'm. I'm quite pleased with the look of it. It's not my favourite of the of the last few days, and we'll go into a bit of that in a, in a few moments. Uh, in the news of Alpine, um, they've announced a reserve driver in Daniel Kvyat. Daniel Kvyat. I always have trouble with his name. Uh, so he's got the they've got the Russian as a reserve driver. So obviously he he's not completely out of F1, even though he probably thought that he was going to be by the uh, end of last year. So that's good news for him. Good news to see Alpine you know bringing in somebody proven at least he can he's proven that he can drive a car um is he a race winner i can't remember with his put one on on the top step i doubt it i don't think so no no last year he got um he got fourth ah okay that was the best he did i like him um and he's an okay driver he just doesn't really have any consistency does he but as a reserve driver you don't need that so there you go no and he'll be happy to just have his name kind of somewhere still near formula one for for the future of another team uh, to become a development driver or or whatever for a, a young up and coming team. Okay, well we'll move on from Alpine. That's pretty much all we can talk about about those. Uh, nice car, funny management structure, and Daniel Kvyat. We'll move on to the next point of the article, uh, point points of uh, news, uh, and that is Jamie Chadwick. Uh, she's been held on as development driver at the Williams. That's great news for. Kind of equality in the sport should be hoping to get an actual main seat at some point in the near future and um, what are your thoughts on that coops uh, not really getting bad to say about it she's done well she's this is a second year isn't it i think she was developing the last yeah. year as well she was uh, i think jamie you know was one of the ones that was affected quite a lot by the covid situation because the w series mm-hmm. didn't happen yeah I think she did have a drive somewhere, but I don't think it was anything like a regional Formula 4 run or something. I can't remember offhand. But I, she's the reigning W Series champion. Once that kicks off this season, she'll be, I think she's get, she's got the drive there to defend the title. And, and, the, and the W Series is obviously a support race to the F1. So that's an amazing thing. It's going to bring a lot more kind of spotlight to the female drivers. Um, we're all for equality in the sport and we want to bring more obviously females into the into the sport as drivers. You kind of basically want it to be that, you know, the women being in Formula One and just be treated as a driver rather than, oh, there's the female driver, it's just there's the driver. Yeah, absolutely. But you kind of have to go down this path of kind of talking about them, uh, talking about women drivers uh, and F1, uh, racing drivers a bit more um, before that can happen. Um, yeah, yeah. So... We really need to emphasize them. A few dinosaurs out there, I'm sure. There was a lot of kind of misogynic comments about Jamie when she was first announced as a driver for Williams, and mm-hmm. you know, but you know, they're they're seeming to be more and more in the minority. I watched the W series when it was on. I think Channel Four covered it pretty decent. Are they Formula Three cars or are they Formula Formula Four? Some decent driving. Uh, it was a good series to watch, and it can only get better. So yeah. Absolutely, uh, and with the and with the coverage and with the you know the spotlight on them from the Formula One weeks, I, I'm sure it, teams will be top teams will be watching this because they know that there's a positive kind of movement. You know, with the We Racers One uh, being in- inclusive, they're going to be looking at these series and going, "Hang on, we, you know, we can probably get someone equal to our driver from this W Series in within us within our team, and we'll look pioneering." Um, it, you know, it's it, it's the way to go, and I think it's going to be great for the sport and great for the W Series and great for Formula One, really, uh, essentially, uh, in the long run. Well, more power to Jamie. She's doing a great job. Uh, let's hope she wins it again this year and, and really cements her place um, in that Williams team or in another team, uh, for that matter. OK, well, let's move on to the next uh, article. With Williams, just quickly while we're there, uh, Jack Aiken was confirmed uh, to stay on as well as the reserve driver. I think that was just announced today. <laughs> ah yes, yeah. He he was he was also last year's uh, uh, reserve driver, wasn't he? So he got yeah. his he actually got his debut F one debut in the Williams last year. So he'll be looking on uh, kind of move, moving further with that with that uh, into the into this year and hopefully getting a place uh, on the grid at some point if uh, any of the other drivers get COVID or any other things. 
he done what he done well when he raced. He did. Yeah. He caused the accident which stopped Russell from getting his his win, mind you, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> but other than that, he didn't really do anything wrong. Go out there, drive the car. He was relatively competitive in what car he had, so you know that sounded a bit Murray Walkerish. There's nothing wrong with it. That car, apart from it's on fire, he didn't. Yes. Do... <laughs> he didn't have a bad race, apart from he caused an accident. Yeah. Well, he's and lost a wing. I mean, I'm, like, I'm sure Hamilton's done that. Yeah. You know, Hockenheim 2019. Uh, <laughs> it happens. Uh, yeah. But, all right, him and Fidipaldi done fine. So yeah, and I think Fidipaldi's also been confirmed on as well. We'll just mention his name, but. Yeah, don't think it was much of a surprise to be honest. No, no, solid, solid pair of hands for, for the wheel of the Williams, uh, if they require him for the reserve driver. And there was some, I don't, we don't know whether they're fake, um, but we saw some renders of what were called the Williams car. Um, now we please, think they're fake, please no, because we don't like the look of them at all. <laughs> and Coops, Coops this shocked look in the camera at the moment does kind of denote how special he thinks the uh, car would be if it was that bad. I, th- I think it's a fair, uh, what they call it, a fair evaluation of them leaks. I think to say that it's pretty awful. Yeah. Oh, it's, it was horrible. If it's the one that was on the chat earlier, that was disgusting. <laughs> let's, let's hope they're not real. Now, the front of it looks good. See with the blue and the wee, but the wee touch of the yellow. See when we get to the rear of it and it's that weird blue blue, wasn't it? Oh, uh, no. Kind of hoping that it's a really bad render, because it was the best render in the world. Let's hope not, anyway. But we got that one to look forward to on Friday. So uh, we'll have news of that next week uh, in the podcast. And, of course, uh, as always, straight on the page as soon as it's released, as we pride ourselves on our breaking news. OK, well, we'll move on to the next uh, subject, a Porsche VW considering entering F1 in 2025. Now, I didn't know about this until Danny brought this to my attention. So I'll let Danny talk about it. What what, what can you tell us about this uh, possibility? Well, um, nothing much has been said about them, apart from them showing a great interest, apparently. Uh, Ocean VW has shown a big interest in, or a great interest in getting involved in supplying engines in 2025. Um, because that will be when um, e-fuels are implemented. So an interest right. in coming in then. Um, mm-hmm. Who they'll supply, I have no idea, because there's not whether there'll be a space then. I, I, as I said to you earlier, I know Christian Horner said he, he's open to um, working with <laughs> the right partner. Yeah, um, and he would be Porsche. Porsche is a, good, a great name to have. But yeah, although... I mean, they, they've, they've bit off a big thing, haven't they, really? I mean, yeah, I, I know that they're looking their own engine. Yeah, they've decided. They said to take it on um, for a couple of years would make no sense, so they've got to really go for it. So what, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're going to supply them um, as far as um, they're aware. For now, it'll be Red Bull engines, and see how they get on. But of course, I think if between then and now um, a supplier like that comes up, I'm sure he's going to be making them discussions because it'll make life a lot easier them oh absolutely yeah what would your thoughts be on, on porsche entering uh sponge have you got a, an opinion on them would that, would that be good for the sport absolutely I, th- I think any any of the kind of world-renowned manufacturers are thinking of entering the sport i think it's, it's great for the sport isn't it at the end of the day you know we we want more competition yeah and them them coming in can only mean more competition so mm-hmm. yeah very very I would be very happy if that were to happen. And the motivation of the e-fuels is 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 going to be key, isn't it, for for kind of for for the future of of the sport and for the future of obviously the the world um, being green and and kind of eco-friendly. What what's your opinion on that on that possibility, Coops? Yeah, it could all be good if a decent, as the other guys have said. You know, VW Group have got a lot of brands. It could look good in Formula One, whether it be Porsche or Audi, potentially Bugatti, if they've still got them under their their way under their umbrella at the time. Or, but... or it could even be a Skoda. <laughs> Lamborghini. Uh, yeah, Lamborghini. They've got so many brands. Seat. I mean, it, probably, it would probably be Audi because Audi already... Audi, are they in, they're in Formula E. I don't know if they're going to be leaving Formula E at the end of the year because there was two that are pulling out. Uh, I can't remember which two it was at the end of the season. But it will be a kind of known brand. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, whether, whether they come in 
You know, it looks certain that Sauber will be losing the Alfa Romeo the Alfa Romeo partnership at the end of this year and maybe the end of next year. So they might be looking for someone else to uh, to front. So they could move over to someone else. Uh, yeah. I don't think you're going to get a lot more than maybe a couple more manufacturers coming in. There are always rumours, aren't there? Always rumours. Well, they've died down over the last few years when they realised how expensive it is to develop the power unit they've got just now. And mm-hmm. the fact Honda made an almighty cock-up of it for so long, uh, only just catching up. And then just as they've caught up, they've pulled out of it. But uh, So if they can get the balance right and make it not quite as expensive and with the budget cap coming in and stuff, I think, I think Formula One in terms of bringing more attention to it and getting manufacturers involved is a lot better with the budget cap. Mm-hmm. People are looking at it thinking, I'm not spending 500 like Toyota did a few years ago with the biggest budget and got nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. You can do that anymore. Get rid of that, the, the, the complicated nature of the power unit. Then you can see a couple more, you know, manufacturers coming in or, you know, maybe Haas will get bought out, not by a Russian billionaire, but by a manufacturer or... Yeah. Have- or Alfa Romeo or Salber could get could become the Porsche Audi Works team because it would be easier for them to do it. Could be, yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, it, it's all good news if a an engine supplier like that does come into the sport. We all agree. Now we've talked about the Alpine car launch this week. We've also had a couple of others, uh, so we'll move on to those now. Uh, first, we had the Merc uh, on Tuesday, and that car looks a beauty. I, I think anyway, looks looks absolutely fantastic. They've stuck with the black uh, Mercedes colour as the main colour, which has uh, rustled, ruffled a few feathers in comment sections all over the world in social media. Uh, and they're fading to the grey to silver arrows uh, with the silver slightly at the back. And then they've put some nice red detailing uh, at various points uh, along the car and, and the standard Patronus greeny, bluey, turquoisey thing. The stripe that goes down the length of the car as well. So it looks certainly a bit like a a, a transition, a slight transitional livery from last year. Um, just kind of just adding to the quality of the of the livery they had last year. Um, so what are your thoughts on the on the Mercedes uh, car sponge? It's nice. I, I didn't expect much of a change there. I, I don't think they need to change it very much. There's the like you say. There's the usual backlash that always seems to happen when one of these teams is is in the lead but mm-hmm. yeah i think i think they've done quite well i'm not sure about the amg on the top um, yeah they're pushing the amg brand rather than the mercedes stars aren't they yeah i mean i, I think that's what you're going to see i think that's why alpine did it mm-hmm. or renault did it with alpine you know they slowly fade the mercedes brand out of f1 do you think um, maybe just leave it as a mercedes uh, engine supplier and then they have amg as the Constructor, yeah, but then I mean, at, at the same token, I'm not quite sure what other brands Mercedes would would want to push. Smart, I don't know. You know, are we going to have smart four fours on the grid, or you know, it's, I, 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 I'm not quite sure what they would go with. But I mean, at the end of the day, they can do what they want, can't they? They're they're, they're the best of a lot of them. So absolutely, we'll all, we'll always still call them the Mercedes team, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Anything to add, Coops? Uh, uh, yeah, like. Uh... It was nice. The black's always nice. The new owner, Ineos, have got ourselves a nice prominent sponsor on there. Not 100% sold in the AMG fading into the silver at the back. I need to have a look at it when it's on the track, really, to see. But yeah, it was nice. Yeah. But it looks, it looks nice, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean... And they were hiding They were hiding um, a lot of the floor work, weren't they, um, this year? This year's floor. Yeah. Just, just so obviously their competitors can't steal any ideas um what are your thoughts on the on the mercedes livery uh danny yeah i like it yeah it's nice um as i say looks like they've uh used a full pack of amg stickers on the back and just went mad um <laughs> i think they've got a fan in and said there you go use them all go for it um, <laughs> yeah the youngster the young guy that was in doing work experience ordered far too many sheets of the yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he spread these out for us and he just put them all in one oh, one spot yeah but, uh, <laughs> but you know yeah it's, it's kind of like my child does when he gets, gets a pack of stickers yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah all over each other but uh, yeah but yeah it's nice i like it and there was there was uproar because they didn't no one could see the red star for nikki but it is there it's behind the uh, the mountings of the halo so it's uh, it's like a, a red 
Mercedes style, literally just just by the mountings of the the back of the halo. I so mean, it is there. I mean that 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 itself just shows what people are like, isn't it? I mean it's obvious mm -hmm. it's going to be there. It's pretty obvious it's going to be there, and then straight away people kick off, and you think Come in on. pretend uproar, <laughs> yeah, pretend yeah. uproar, just because for the they can't sake of it. it. Yeah, it's just something, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> what, yeah, they get up on a morning. What are we going to complain about today? Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll put Lewis at the top of the list and see if something else comes up. Is it? Yeah, pretty spot on actually, Danny. <laughs> yeah, right, oh, nothing else today, right, Lewis? Right, you? <laughs> oh, come on. I don't, I don't know if they can be bothered. I really don't. Yeah. It's a lot of wasted energy, but they could be sticking stickers on cars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, talking about Mercedes, there was a rumour, and it's not been confirmed yet, that Nico Hulkenberg will be the reserve driver for the Mercedes team. Apparently, the, uh, the ink is pretty much dry on the, on the, on the contract. It's just uh, not been released. Um, so that would be great news for Nico Hulkenberg uh, and his many fans around the paddock. Passed it. He's passed it. He's had his chance. He's had more than a chance, and he never managed to get in the top three. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the critic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mince he's his right. words. He's absolutely spot. He is, yeah. He's absolutely spot. I like him, but... so I can't say it. <laughs> I can't bring myself to say it. I, re I really like. Him. Himself. But just imagine if he gets the seat. If you know, Bottas might get COVID for a week. If Bottas gets COVID, they're putting George Russell back in the car. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Nobody's getting another seat in Merck until George Russell's in that car. So, so it's just reserve driver in name only. He won't necessarily get even get a seat, will he? That's 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 well, true. Still got Van Dorn, uh, and I'm sending uh, and George Russell as well, who's a de facto. Reserve driver if they need to get somebody. Have, so. they, got, have they got Gutierrez still as well? Is he still on the Mercedes no, payroll? He couldn't race is because his license had uh, ran out because ah, he hasn't yeah. for long enough. I think you can have your super license runs for about three years. Uh -huh. He hadn't raced in top level for three years. So when they realised they needed somebody, they couldn't get him in. That was why he wasn't involved in any of the other stuff. You know, when, you know, with Sergio Perez and Stroll went down. Uh -huh. Because they needed to get his super license. That's an error. Having a reserve, having reserve drivers that haven't got super licenses is pretty much a. That's bad, bad form, really, isn't it? Well, Van, <laughs> it's kind of Van, Van Dorn's got one, and he hasn't done anything. Yeah. So you know, you, yeah. you don't need one, do you? As a Mercedes reserve driver at the minute, I don't think. Well, Van Dorn did Formula E, so yeah. he's in Formula E. Plus, yeah. Mercedes have also got Nick De Vries, who dri who's driving in Formula E as well as a reserve driver. So I'm not a hundred percent sold. The Nico Hilkenberg rumour. I mean, it was more, I think, no, Toto Wolf was quoted as saying that he, we know about him and he's a talent. Another, and it's really <laughs> very much a kind of, you know, the spot, the spot and cliche. Yeah, yeah, he's a good driver. Yeah, we know what he's about. Mm. You know, like, whether it means that we're going to sign him or not, I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, let's get back onto the library, uh, the, the library, because the library, what well, we thought was, was quite nice. Um, we had a, a vote react, actually, on the page. Um, asking people who they thought w which library they preferred would it, would it be the old Silver Arrows last year's W11 the first black Mercedes or this year's W12 um, now the votes were quite interesting the W10 got 2.4 thousand votes uh, the W11 got 876 and this year's W12 got 1,800 uh, like uh, reactions so people seemed individually to like the Silver Arrows the most but what I take from this uh, and I'll, I'm maybe clutching at straws here, but actually, if you add the two black Mercedes numbers up together, people prefer the black Mercedes. Uh, I don't know. Perhaps that's me being too uh, clutching at too many straws there. But um, what, what what do you say? Do you do you like this black livery more than the silver arrows, or do you prefer the silver arrows? What, what what's your opinion on that, uh, Sponge? Um, they do what they like, as far as I'm concerned. I don't read. I mean, liveries since the 90s really don't mean a lot to me anymore. Right. But yeah, I, th I think they do what they like at the end of the day. If they're standing up for Lewis, then all power to them. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not really bothered either way. Not at all. Capes, which one do you prefer? Which what, what, Where would you put your... Uh... I like the black ones. You like the black ones. Okay. I think more... And what, and what about the Mercedes cars? I think more people vote for silver pure out of cut their nose off to spite their face just because they want to put a dig in a bit loose. Yes. 
They all seem to think it's Lewis Hamilton that made Mercedes turn it black. Now, no one is going to make Mercedes do anything. Uh, no. If Toto Wolf and Mercedes agree with what Hamilton said, if he approached them about diversity and all that, okay. If they yeah. didn't, then they aren't going to, you know. Don't you much- love it, though? Don't you just love it? It's like, <laughs> if they did, then... <laughs> Yes, it's like really the people does it bother people that much, and if it does, why? <laughs> why? It's something to complain about again. <laughs> Social media, it's what they do. How about you, Danny? What, what do you prefer? Do you prefer the silver, the old silver arrows, or do you, do you like the new black arrows? And which of the black arrows do you prefer? Yeah, I like the black. Um, I like last year's um, over this year's, I think. Uh, but again, okay. it's six and two threes, really. I, you know the the car's the best car on the track. That's what's important to me. Um, yeah. Uh, you know how it performs, how it looks. If you're getting pissy over that, then you really need to think about why you're watching F1, because it's yeah. just the colour of a car. I mean, you know, yeah. the the reason that they changed the colour doesn't really, you know, it, it it made a massive impact at the time. But how often does that cross your mind when you look at the black Mercedes? It's just the colour of the car now. Mm-hmm. You know, Lewis still has his his message, um, but yeah, it's just the colour of the car. You know, I don't I don't see an issue, uh, but yeah, I prefer last year. I mean, it's not nice. Not like they go they go to the Ferraris like they've draped the car in the colour of blood. How dare they do this? I can't believe it. <laughs> well, the way people act, you'd think it said BLM on the car, and it doesn't. No, you know that it doesn't, that's, that's, <laughs> it, it doesn't say that. I don't know if people are looking in different places to me. I don't know if it says it under the floor or something, you know, but it, it doesn't, I've not seen it. I don't know why people, yeah, think, it hasn't got a banner on the back, you know, it's, no. I, I don't see what the problem is. The closest to the BLM being on the car is I think Lewis Hamilton had it on the top of his helmet. Which is his yeah. choice, yeah. yeah. The top of the helmet, that's it. They've yeah, got something on the, they had something on the halo, I think, but I don't know if it was a... A BLM thing, or if it's something to do with no, it was, it was never about never about BLM for Black Lives Matter for Mercedes. Um, it, it was kind of about more about we end, end racism. It was end racism, wasn't it? Was it end racism? Yeah, end racism thing. It's not BLM. BLM's Lewis Hamilton, mm. uh-huh. who, who hasn't brought politics into Formula One. If anybody has followed Formula One, there's always been politics in Formula One, and even that, it's not yeah, a politi- it's, it's not a political matter anyway. It's a a, a human rights matter. Uh, anyway, we won't want to go too much into detail with that. Um, I'll talk about my favourite Merc. My favourite Merc is actually this year's Merc. I think it's a beautiful car. I really like it. I like the way it gradients into the grey, uh, to the silver at the back. And I like the red detail because red is my favourite colour. Um, so, yeah, I like it. It looks nice. It looks a, a very pretty car. Uh, and I'll be enjoying seeing that on the track this year. Moving on to the next livery release then. We'll talk about the long-awaited return of the British Racing Green and the brand Aston Martin to the grid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that noise, everybody, but I just had to make that because <laughs> it's so nice. So, okay. Oh, so, yeah. Sounds like the perfect person to go to first, making these uh, grunts and groans while polishing his uh, something underneath the table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if everybody's just tuning in now, that sounds even more dodgy than you did the first time. So, Sponge, your opinion on the green, the race, the British racing green of the Aston Martin? I think it's it's beautiful. I think it's uh, it's something completely different to what we used to. Yes. I I just think it's classy. It's really nice. I love the shade of green. I'm not usually a green fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love, I mean, you know that I'm into my GT racing as well. And I love the the Aston Martin, the kind of green and then really light green around a grill kind of thing or red around a grill. Yeah. So I, I already liked the general idea of Aston Martin liveries. So, okay. but yeah, I think they've, they've perfectly um, transitioned it over to Formula One. I think it's, it's a, a beautiful, I think it's the best one so far. Oh, okay. Except for McLaren, obviously. <laughs> McLaren fanboy, R us. <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely yeah unashamedly uh, i thought the green was very slightly off the standard british racing green which is you know it's fine uh, uh, but I, it doesn't it's not the exact shade i was expecting it's not a bad shade and i think it looks nice it's a, it's a very beautiful car but it's not quite the no, just heating, and though you probably need to see it in the track it might just be the way that we stay yeah true the label. 
And they did have that nice kind of pink or magenta uh, stripe going across the front. Um, obviously, BWT has still got their uh, slight kind of take their touch of the, the, their color on their on the car. Uh, but actually, it looks really nice. It, it sets. It looks it looks nice against the green, doesn't it? It looks nice on the overalls as well, with just the shoulders yeah. green on the overalls. I mean, there was there was that worry from La- uh, Lawrence uh, Stroll that he didn't want his cars, especially an Aston Martin next year, looking uh, this year, sorry, looking pink. Um, but they've got the touch of magenta, as uh, I think Gary called it in the chat. Um, <laughs> and it, it... you've used the word magenta twice tonight. Are you okay tonight? <laughs> so, only because I heard someone else. <laughs> only because I heard someone else could say I would. I would say pink. Um, <laughs> I have, I have to go- <laughs> I had to pop down B and Q and flick through the little colour chart to see what it was. <laughs> it's fancy purple to me. What are your thoughts on the car, Danny? Yeah, it's nice. Uh, Favourite car this year, I think, looks-wise. Okay. Um, they've had it out on the tracks uh, today, Yeah. Um, and it looks it looks pretty nice. I mean, the, um, the gentry, uh, purpley, pinky, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't stand out too much it's just enough to you know break up the color it's uh yeah i really like it brilliant and their um, and their, their driver lineup this year obviously is going to be sebastian vettel uh, and lance stroll um sebastian vettel had was there and he had his hat on um perhaps hiding any some sins aerodynamics uh, that he might be having this year but he's uh, do you think he's going to perform well this year in the Aston Martin Coupes? Yes. You think he will have shaken the uh, the bad juju of the Ferrari and and perform well? Well, there's nothing about the bad juju from Ferrari. I mean, you can't, as much as Sebastian Vettel may not have won a championship in a number of years, he's a four-time world champion, and you don't just forget that talent overnight. No. Ferrari decided not to support him. It was clear that they just weren't bothering with him. You could hear the limited talk over the radio, like, well done! And that thing. Yeah. Uh, the car is not suited to Vettel. Vettel doesn't like the rear end of a car to be quite as loose as that Ferrari was. Charles mm-hmm. Leclerc seemed to be quite fine with it. You know, when you get a four-time world champion saying between qualifying and a race, going it's two different cars, what have you done to the car? Yeah. Then you're going to a Mercedes-inspired Aston Martin. There's a Mercedes engine and a Mercedes rear end on it. It's got, the car is going to be more suited to Vettel. You, I think you'll see him qualify way up near the top. Okay. You might see it in the top five at Baron uh, if the car performs as well as it looks. Yeah. Well, there was a there was a side by side of the of this year's uh, Mercedes next to the um, at this year's Aston Martin, uh, and obviously people were going, oh, you know, they look exactly the same. They're they're, they're spitting images, but actually, no, they they they're they're quite different actually if you look at them. So they're not they're not gone down the route of let's copy everything that Mercedes. Uh, well, they're not allowed to anymore because they're not even they're not allowed to use CD cameras or anything like that. They stopped that, but yes, they took a baseline from last year. So there was it the year before uh, Mercedes, yeah, the W10. But the thing about it is, even last year's W, even last year's pink Mercedes wasn't a pink Mercedes because okay, they got and they got a baseline for it, but then the racing point guys or now Aston Martin guys would design it their own way mm-hmm. and up. Their own way, and it ended up looking a very different car. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the car now, there's a. If it's, I think, is it Mercedes that have a very distinct bump in the engine cover on one side, right? Compared to Aston Martin, mm-hmm. both have the same power unit. I think it's the the Mercedes. So there's definitely something that's packaged different about it being the green Mercedes or this or that. I mean, that's all. Yeah. Just get rid of that. It's, it's they're, they are, uh, looking at the side by side today, I saw they were completely different. The, the side pods of the uh, Mercedes are, are quite rectangular um, with a slight curve on, whereas the uh, Aston Martin is very round. Um, they've got completely different uh, floors uh, and the, the from what you can see of the floor, uh, where it guides the aero underneath the car, uh, they look completely different. And, and then the brake—what do we call them? The brake ducts—they—they uh, they, completely different. They're in a completely different place, in fact. Um, so it, it is a different car. It's—it's it's two separate cars, and people hopefully won't be on that whole. Oh, it's just another Mercedes because um, it's not. It's—it's it's completely different. They will be. They will be if this Aston Martin becomes third in the championship or gets to third in the championship. They're going to be oh well, it's just another Mercedes. <laughs> uh, 
Well, let's go on to Ferrari then, because um, there's there hasn't been any release of, uh, of of the car yet. We haven't seen anything like that, but there has been speculation and talk that they've found some speed. Benotto has given a an interview um, saying they've found speed um, in within that engine. Um, so it was the worst Ferrari season since 1980, I think, wasn't it? Something like that. Uh-huh. But no, it's not going to be hard. I think that's if Ferrari are as fast as they say they are, or faster than last year than they say they mm-hmm. are. You know, that's they'll be the reason why you won't see, you might not see McLaren get top three. You might, they might be struggling to get fifth. Uh-huh. You know, they they look. If, if Racing Point hadn't got the points taken off them for the, the brake duct issue last year, you know, they wouldn't have got third and if Ferrari weren't a dog of a car, they wouldn't have got four. The, yeah. Ferrari, they, they have to get better. Argument there, really, is there? I mean, they can't have another season sitting where they are. No. Uh, to start hitting each other and do a Rosberg-Hamilton from a few years ago. But... Binotto is going to be... Do you, think, do you think that they will, though? You lock the door a minute ago. Well, score more points. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. There's one thing about Ferrari is that I think they had a year, was it 1980, where, was it Gilles Villeneuve? Or one, I can't remember the name of the driver, but he never scored any points, I don't think. And then the next year, they fixed the car and won the championship. Ferrari have always been a team that are able to come back. Mm. Then they've also got a new driver in Carlos Sainz, Sainz. So they can hopefully score more points because what what they won't want to do is disillusion him in the first year of him driving with them. So they're, they're going to try and at least make him feel at home uh, and give him a, give him a car and give him equal chance uh, to Charles Leclerc. The thing is, they won't care, and they never do care. <laughs> They've pretty much ruined Sebastian Vettel, like Coop said earlier, four-time world champion. Mm. God, and it's like yes, but we are Ferrari. It's <laughs> like yes, we know you're Ferrari. We know you've been there from the start. We know that you're red. We know that Italians are fanatic about yeah. We, you know, we know that you get historical payments, but really, are you actually proving that you deserve to be on that grid and that you deserve these payments? Not, not one little bit. Your dad won't like hearing that, Sponge. Your dad's a big Ferrari well, fan. Sorry, sometimes the truth hurts, doesn't it? You know. <laughs> and you'll say that while he's not in the room. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's going, there's going to be more white in the Ferrari car this year, I think. Is there? Yeah, because if you look at the... They announced the team, and it had the, the white, green and red stripe down the overall, and there was a couple of leaked photos online that showed the front wing with the the white on the front wing, and then it looked, if you looked at the other picture, and I don't know how legit these pictures are, but the other picture, it showed that the, the rear wing was white mm. with the but having the white with the red and green stripe on it as well, which they've done a few years ago. So, 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 hang on. So, if this is right, we're going to have half of the people moaning because Mercedes are black, and half of the people mo- moaning because Ferrari have got white. Oh yes. my god! <laughs> oh, that's a bit of a grey area, Danny. Hey! <laughs> Eat me all week, everybody. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the final library reveal that was revealed today in the Haas team, one of the Ferrari uh, Ferrari p- customer cars. We call it the Haas team, um, but it, it, it's not really a Haas team anymore. It's a it's kind of Russia 2.0 because it's it's basically a Russian flag. Yeah, that, that, that's all I can say about it, really. It's just looks, it's white with a Russian flag on the side. Um, what were your thoughts when you first saw that, Coops? To see if you get rid of the politics of it and what... what... The fact that it's a Russian-styled car and Mazepa is the most hated Formula One driver they've ever been. It's actually quite a nice livery. It's quite old school. I like the numbers, like the kind of old school circle with the black number on mm. it. I like the kind of flow of it and all that. I mean, it's very clear that it's a Russian, <laughs> it's a Russian-influenced car, mm-hmm. and they've done it because. Mazepa is not allowed to race under the Russian flag. So he's going to race in you, one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I read up on it on my way up the road to see because someone there was talk about they might have to change it but they won't have to change it because the ruling basically what it is is Formula One is signed up to WADA yeah. and WADA which is the World Anti-Doping Association or Agency or whatever the last letter word is and they've come out and said because of the state funding funded doping to Russian athletes any Russian athlete on any of the WADA sports are not allowed to 
be, you know, they're not allowed to have the national anthem of Russia. You're not allowed to have the Russian flag. Well, there's no risk of that, really, is there, in Haas? Need, need, needing no. the uh, national anthem being played. This is, this is an almighty cock-up <laughs> and the Haas cars are the only two cars left on the grid. <laughs> yeah, we've got no chance of podiums or anything like that. So, but, but what it did say in the ruling, because it went to the the arbitration for the Court of Arbitration for Sport, or CES, uh, who upheld the ban. However, the flag can be used, but the colours of the flag can be. Right. Because technically, you should have to tell Alpine to change because they've used the colour on the on their wing, the red, white and blue. Right. So there's no way to say they can't use red, white and blue. So it's, it is what it is. The billion, uh, the, the Mazepin family have uh, invested in Haas. They're now the title sponsor. Uh, and have used the Russian flag as influence to get round the fact that you can't use, you know, you can't have the Russian flag on, you know, at any of the, I think it's for a year or two, I can't remember the length of this. Anything Haas does is, is going to be hated on, unless it's Mick Schumacher. <laughs> there was apparently a petition going around to get them to change it so that it looks like Mick Schumacher or give him a different livery. <laughs> give him a German flag. Yeah. yeah. Nah, but I mean, it, it does. Like you say, it does actually look like a, an okay livery. Um, it's pretty simple, pretty white. Uh, like I was saying uh, earlier about all the cars being white, uh, I, I was having, I had that fear. Uh, Haas has gone down that route uh, of, of pretty much a dominant white car with just the the, the, the smi- minor detail on there. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it looks alright. It's clean. Mm-hmm. If you get if you get rid of everything else, it's a nice looking livery for what it is. Yeah. Uh, people, you know, some people did mention like, oh, there's no sponsor, but that one. But then Haas have never had a sponsor other than the Rich Energy fiasco. They, did, they, they were only just Haas yeah. with a few sponsors. So now they're like, no, let's not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> let's go with someone with actual money this time. <laughs> anyway, we did a we did a favourite library of the week poll. Um, this was before the drop of the Haas um, library, so apologies that, that they weren't on there. Um, but it was between the Merc the Aston and the Alpine car. Um, and the results, uh, uh, well, the results are, were as follows. Um, Alpine came actually in third place with 836 votes. Aston Martin came second with a 953 votes. And overwhelmingly uh, victorious, victorious was the Mercedes at 1.2 thousand votes uh, in favour of. Uh, and I've got to say, I agree with the votes there. I actually think the Merky is the better looking car. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I I know I'm probably outnumbered in this chat uh, with you with you three probably leaning towards the racing green. Um, but I actually prefer the Merck. Can I ask, can I ask the, everybody, is this the nicest looking Formula One grid we're going to have in a while? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's some really gorgeous cars. I, lo- I love the... Uh, the Alfa Romeo too. I think that's a, a really good looking car. And the Alfa Tauri, that the, the fact that they've reversed last year's livery, it looks bang on. We just we just hope the volumes don't mess it up. <laughs> I think there's going to be more white in the Ferrari because that's pretty much all they can do. They, we know it's red. So what can we do? Add black, put white, stripe down. Stripe, a stripe of green, maybe. Yeah. Don't know. They need to come out one year with like a just. Just troll everybody and say they're coming out with a pure black car or like yellow or something. <laughs> Was it you that said that they put some uh, they put some go faster stripes on the side? That's the uh, that's the Speedy's family. <laughs> <laughs> some Halford's go faster stripes that he's stuck on the side. I am sure this will work. I don't know what accent that was. I thought that was French, wasn't it? <laughs> Arabic, I think. Word. That was that was Russian again, wasn't it? Uh, that was Russian by a touch of French. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, that, I mean, that's all pretty much we can talk about this week, uh, unless anyone's got any other further news that they want to divulge to the podcast world. Uh, something uh, I've just stumbled across is um, Bahrain Grand Prix tickets are now for sale, um, and it will be for people that have recovered from COVID and had vaccinations. Makes COVID. sense. Absolutely makes sense. I think, uh, actually, there's a good, good bit of news uh, about Bahrain. Bahrain offered uh, the whole of the grid um uh, the, the vaccination uh, they said you know we can we can vaccinate you all while you're here you can jump the queue uh so get you get your season started off with a you know with a clear kind of conscience and they and the f1 turned it down they said nope 
we don't want to jump the queue. Uh, it's only right that the people that um, actually deserve the uh, vaccinations first get them and we get them in the order that we should we should get them. So, I mean, it's fair play to Formula One uh, for turning them down and doing the noble thing, but it's also nice of Bahrain to offer as well. But um, I mean, to be, to be fair, I think last year showed um, what, what they've, the way they've gone about it has worked yeah. pretty well. I mean, a few of them caught it, but let's, there's, there's thousands yeah. of people. You know, as much as it's limited skeleton staff mm -hmm. and everything, there's still a lot of people um, uh, around them tracks. The Grand Prix, even with it being cut back. <clears throat> yeah. I think there was, you know, how, is it not over 12,000 tests, probably more than that, and I think they had like seven to eight positives altogether. I think it was like 120,000, actually. I think it was, there were loads of tests. Loads and loads of tests. Yeah. There's only seven to eight positives, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's uh, that which is nothing really considering the. So I think, uh, I mean, we mentioned at the at the end of last season, didn't we? How well they've done. Um, yeah, I, th I think they did brilliantly. So in all fairness, I think that they've, they've got it right there. It seems silly to turn it down, but considering how well they did last year, they may as well just keep up with their. Uh, yeah, exactly. But it's yeah. good to good to hear that the fans will be there at Bahrain. Um, it's it's going to add to to the, or, the already great spectacle that we, spectacle that we love of the F1. Um, uh, it's going to be great to have that kind of atmosphere at the racetracks. So all all good news. So I think that's all we've got time to to talk about this week. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, what we want you to make sure is you follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also YouTube now. Uh, at join EF1 on any of those social medias. Like us, follow us. Share us to your friends and family and help us grow this fantastic community. One quick note that we do want to make sure you all join in with is our F1 Fantasy League. Uh, if you've got yourself an F1 Fantasy uh, team on the F1 Fantasy app, uh, you can make it join our league via the code uh, 7FF60917CO. Join that. We've got 38 members already in the league. Uh, and last year... Yours truly was the victor. So knock me off my perch. I know they hate me I talking know. about that. No more. You're not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> but there will be a prize for the winner, and it can't go to me. So it will be going to the highest scoring non-admin member uh, of everything F1. So good luck. Do we get the admin group in, by the way? Oh yeah, we got we've got an admin group that we're just going to do uh, between the, the the nine of us or however many we've got at that time. Um, so we'll see who can be the winner of the admins as well. But we, we'll, we'll be in the main league as well, so you, you can try and beat us uh, over there on the F1 Fantasy. So I'll read that code again. Um, and it, is, it will be all over our page and in the groups and everywhere uh, for you to join as well as a constant reminder. Uh, but the Fantasy League code is 7FF60917CO. And that's about oh, it. We'll be back with another show next week, hopefully. Uh, you can find us on Spotify or wherever, wherever you get your podcasts. But for now, it's goodbye from me, James T. Goodbye from Coops. Bye, Coops. Bye. And goodbye from Danny. Goodbye. And goodbye from Sponge. <laughs> and we'll see you all again soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>